Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. And I'm Alex Cruzy. And today we are off to where? So I guess someone's living room. <laughs> or uh, there. <laughs> I don't know. There's no where specific to this game. Uh, wherever you play it, that's fine. We're talking about the game Wavelength today. Uh, Wavelength is a, I don't know, I guess it would fall under the party game moniker uh, yeah. pretty easily. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly light game for 2 to 12 players. Came out last year, or two years ago now, in 2019. And uh, BGG has it, uh, like, uh, really, the weight is like 1.11. So, so it's almost as light as you can get. Uh, take Plays in about 30 to 45 is what they have it. That's pretty variable depending on how many people you're playing with, but um, uh, but within the right wheelhouse or with the right uh, range, I would say, of times. <coughs> Excuse me. It was designed by Alex Haig, Justin Vickers, and Wolfgang Warsh. Uh, artist Nan Navas and Sophie Hannibal. And it is published by Palm Court. Uh, and it is owned, of course, by... Uh, oh, never mind. So I was a couple other Asmodee subsidiaries. So you can find this in a lot of different publishers. And I'm looking at the publisher list, and there's a lot of international publishers. So this definitely did go quite broadly worldwide as well. So I would assume if you're in another country, you could probably find it in that country as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this is a, a game of... of Guessing your, uh, uh, your not your opponents, but uh, your cohorts, your teammates. You're going to be split into teams, and that is the core of the game. And it sounds so simple. <laughs> like this is a game when you read the back, you're like, yeah, okay, cool, yeah, I get that. I mean, I, anyone could just do that. But then you play the way the game, the way they set it up, and I don't know what it is about this game. It is pretty enticing. So let's talk about how it's played first, and then we can get into my gushing about it <laughs> after that. And take a guess how I feel about it. <laughs> send it to us. And we right. first one to guess correctly, we will award with a prize. All right, Alex, take it away. But I want the prize. All right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, in this game, you're gonna you're gonna use the bottom of the box to kind of hold things up. It it kind of is a self sustaining type of a box. Uh, you're gonna pull out this kind of large dial type thing that has a little uh, shield in it uh, to kind of. Uh, block the view of what you're going to be kind of shooting towards. You're going to take the dial out, kind of prop it. It gives it a little thing to prop it up into the box so it kind of displays well. Uh, series of cards and a few little things and a pegboard that you can use inside the box. That's pretty much everything. Uh, you're going to split up into t two teams, as uh, Chuck kind of alluded to. Um, it, you usually want pretty even teams, but, uh, you know, however you want to split up. I just, you can't have one person on a team. That's not going to work. Uh, so what you're going to do is one person is going to be the person giving the clue for their team. The other team is not going to do anything until later in the in the round, but uh, the person who is giving the clue uh, basically opens up that shield on their – actually, they close the shield on the dial, and then there's a little uh, kind of like a cog system on the outside. You're going to spin that a couple of times, just kind of randomize it. Then that person is going to open the shield to look at it and see where this kind of, kind of split sector of a circle is is and there's going to be kind of a small wedge that is labeled four and then just outside of that are two other small wedges just bordering it labeled three and just outside those are two more small bordered wedges labeled two and there's a lot of empty space uh, just blank white space uh, this is the for the clue giver what the area 
in the space that they want to give at. So it could be all the way to the left. It could be all the way to the right. It could be right in the middle. It could be just kind of close to the middle, but slightly off to the left. And of what? That is what the cards are for. There are a bunch of cards. Uh, the clue giver is going to draw one, although I usually play where they draw two and you can uh, pick one. Although the cards are double-sided, so you could always draw one card and pick which side that you want to use uh, is basically what you can do. But the categories range from things like low quality to high quality, or inflexible to flexible, or mainstream to niche. Uh, so it's there, there are a bunch of different types of kind of abstractish categories some of them are a bit less abstract than others uh there are a few that are just completely insane or ones that you're just like that i don't even know what, where you get a frame of reference for that type of thing and you'll see what i mean in a bit uh because what you're trying to do as the clue giver is think of some word phrase idea to give to your teammates so that they can be like oh i know exactly where you're talking about on this range uh, in this circular range of things. Uh, so, for example, if it was low quality to high quality, if it was, say, all really close to the right, but not completely all the way to the right, you might think of something like, oh, um, you know, uh, uh, my computer, something like that, where maybe you have a really high quality computer. Although, then again, people might think of that in different respects after you've thought of your clue and you know everything you're going to close that shield back up so that they don't and no one else can see it uh, you're going to give them the the range so they're going to know oh it's low quality high quality and then you're going to give them your clue uh, and so you'd say you know my computer and then people have to figure out on your team starting with your team they're going to go all right where do we think this is and there's a little red dial on the front that kind of like you can say oh i think it's right around here and you'll kind of go back and forth no i think you should go a little bit to the left maybe a little to the right and there's a lot of discussion going on about what well, is he talking about his computer or everybody's my computer or you know i think there's a lot more computers that are well if you had like a super computer that'd be a really nice computer and just tons of stuff going what is he thinking about was he thinking about me was he thinking about himself was he thinking about everyone in the group i don't know and that lots of discussion eventually you're gonna go all right we're locked in here we're going there once that team is locked in then the opposing team gets a chance to go well do we want to high low this it's do we think the four just the four not the threes or the two the four the dead hit on is that to the left or to the right of where they put that dial and so they can earn some points based off of that. Once they've locked into left or right, then the shield is removed. Everything is revealed. If that uh, needle is in the four, three, or two, then the, t the clue-giving team earns whatever they landed on. Uh, if they didn't land on any numbers, then they get no points. If the opposing team was correct with where that four was in comparison to the needle, uh, then they get one point. If not, they get no points. After that, it switches teams, and then a new clue giver on that team will do, and it goes back and forth and continues on like that. Uh, there are a few more details in it. For example, the clues, they do give you five like strict rules, and they give you a couple other suggestions. The five strict rules are when you're giving a clue, you must convey a single thought. So um, you can say a clue like a Honda Accord or texting while driving, but if you go too far with it, like texting while driving a Honda Accord, uh, that's a little bit too much for what they think. Uh, 
They don't want you to invent something, so you can't say a Beatles album performed exclusively by Nicolas Cage. Uh, so it, it has to be something that actually exists. Uh, it has to be on topic, so you have to kind of stay within the realm of what it is. So if it was something between dirty and clean, they don't want you to say the speed of light, right? It has to be something where it actually fits, or else you're kind of leaning towards one scale, maybe, possibly. They want you to be have it something where it means something. Uh, the most obvious uh, rule that most people would think of is it can't actually contain the words of things in there. So if the uh, range was peaceful to warlike, they don't want you to use the word peace or pacifist or siege warfare, can't allow that. Uh, I think the most confusing but also obvious one is uh, no numbers. They do not allow you to do numbers. Uh, so for example, if the there are categories that say like 80s to 90s, as in the decades, uh, you're not allowed to say like 1991 or A plus B grade type of thing. Or you can't <laughs> even say 92%, which seems obvious. But then uh, there actually is a category which confuses the heck out of me, which is large number, small number. And I'm just like, oh, my God. That if, if I was able to even say numbers, I still don't know what I'd say right, right. <laughs> type of a thing. Uh, the only other thing is there is a catch-up mechanism. Uh, if there is a team that is drastically behind, if when they are doing their clue giving and guessing, if they can land dead on onto that four, uh, then their team gets to take another turn if they are still losing. So if you're down nine to zero, uh, you can still make a comeback because you can, if you can hit that four every single time, you can make a rush for the ending and win it uh, because the game will end as soon as someone scores. 10 points uh, and I do believe they do have tiebreaker rules it's something where you just each keep going until one person gets it wrong type of a thing uh, but it, it's it's rare for that to occur uh, but uh, yeah that's that's the whole game it's a lot of just going what the heck are you thinking and your thinking is stupid so. <laughs> you're dumb and I wish you weren't on my team <laughs> Well, when we played, uh, all all four of us, uh, I I kind of felt that way. I in in all of the games we played, <laughs> we played two games together. I did not win either game, and in total of both games, my team and we sw switched teams scored yeah. one point total. <laughs> it was uh, not good. <laughs> it was a brutal round, <laughs> and I feel like your dig was directed at me. <laughs> Well, uh, I mean, there were definitely some rounds that were just like, what are you thinking? Like, your <laughs> yeah, clue-giving yeah. skills were not great. I even warned you about, like, the in the first game, you gave a clue to your wife where it was something where it was like, you gave it a very specific thing, and then you made it the opposite of that. I can't exactly. It was like, think of, <clears throat> it was the soft pretzels that are not from... Uh, like 10 barrel brewery type of a thing. And I'm just like, that could range. And it was like high quality to low quality. That, that, that's a huge range. That's, it's not one specific thing. There are tons. And she, your, your wife was always very much thinking like I was, is like, that could be anything that that's just the opposite of one spot. There are many spots. Yeah. I felt I, 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 I knew where she would have fallen on that one. I think that was a very clever clue. I think she was that wasn't. I no, <laughs> yes, it was. no, you were it wrong. It was for my wife, and we talk about soft pressables all the time and their ratings. Yes, yeah, I, I agree that yes, if it would have been like that type of soft pretzel, 
and it was right where you needed it to be, yes, that would have been a great clue. But the fact that you reversed it and made it the inverse, <laughs> if you take a point on a number well, line and I invert it, it's I, everything I but to. that point. I had to because that's where the <laughs> dial landed. But I stand by you that clue and I'll never Then I'll you never, think uh, of a different clue. <laughs> because when we and, started the new game, you were on my team and I told you right out, just whatever you do, just don't give a clue like the pretzel clue that you gave last time. And you did it again where you like <laughs> it was easy it to kill, same. hard to kill. And <laughs> and you said uh, uh, land, uh, groundskeeper Willie in the Halloween episode, and I'm sitting there going, there are so many Halloween episodes. This could be any one of them. But you guessed the exact <laughs> one I was thinking, which is the one that is from our era of The Simpsons, and that we, I remember <laughs> us talking about nonstop in high school, and you get you guessed it. So, and my defense, we were on the same page with that one. True. Uh, you just put true. the wrong spot. <laughs> I... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, as you can see, there is a lot of uh, – part of this game's strength is that, uh, it, like, it's really fun to pair up with someone, like, you know really well. Like, Shelley and I have been together a long time, and in general, these are type of games that we do really well. You know, and I think a lot of couples uh, probably would thrive in games like this. But it's also really fun to be matched up with someone that you may know really well, but you're not on the same page that way. You know what I mean? And and just the comedy of errors that can come out of it is uh, <laughs> infuriating, but in a fun way. <laughs> and I think I, I think the way – there's a lot of strengths to this game, despite it being uh, a very simple structure. And it is one of those ones where you're like, oh, yeah, I could have come up with this. Uh, but like so many games, there's clearly – Excuse me. Oh, man, I'm very – oh, I've got a lot of air in me tonight. Uh, there's a lot of uh, thought and playtesting that clearly went into this to make it um, tweaked enough, the simple idea tweaked enough to be uh, running really, really, really well. One of the things is it's not a, a huge scoring game. There's a catch-up mechanism that Alex mentioned, and there are just abilities to have big – uh, aha moments and like point swing moments I guess if you can land that four oh man that is the best feeling in the world <laughs> and it is very very difficult to do um, but when you do even the three I mean there's just the, the points section of the wheel is very well designed in both its size and points uh, structure the points delineations themselves I just think this game is an, an impressive example of a simple idea tweaked and play tested to perfection <laughs> and it's hard i'd be hard pressed to think of a game uh a party game that i like more liked more than wavelength and uh and i like a lot of party games so i, I hate a lot of them as well but the, but there's some good ones <laughs> out there but uh anyway so it it leads to a lot of different uh, um personalities being able to approach this game and still Engage with the core structure, regardless of how outgoing you are, how introverted you are, or how uh, pop culture savvy you are. You know, you're read. You're not reading the. It's not a trivia game. You're reading your team, and your team is reading you, based on you what they think of you or know of you and your uh, concept of the clue. And so, you know, I watched a couple of playthroughs of this, and there was one that uh, you want to. Uh, there was one situation that I thought was really funny, where it's if the clue giver has no idea. What, what this is, they still have to give a clue. And so the people were guessing where the person put it 
based on the person's ignorance. Of this. So it was not just what they would think. It was like how ignorant were they of this subject. Or So there's a real fun, goofy vibe of trying to read each other that sometimes goes terribly wrong. Uh, but it's perfect. I really, really loved Wavelength. So what, what's your experience playing this game? Because you've played it, I think, more than us, for sure, because you guys own this um, before. Yeah, uh, I've played it a number of times. I actually played it uh, over um, like Zoom and things like that uh, a number of different times. So I've played in like groups of like six, eight. Uh, I think I had a, like a nine group one going. It's always super fun. Uh, it's definitely one of those games where occasionally people will be like, oh, gosh, I don't like thinking of clues. But as soon as you get going, everyone's just like, no, 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 no. I want to I wanna go again. I want to keep going because I, I really like it. You're, all, you're a bit hesitant at first, but once you see everyone just like, wait, no, it really doesn't matter. It's completely bonkers and absurd. And I'm just lucky if I get people on the same wavelength as me type of a thing that uh, I it, it it's a game that you kind of want to last a little bit longer, and so you just play another game of type of a thing. I think I played it at work once, and we were able to get through about two rounds. And by the end of it, people were like, "Oh God, I wanted to go again one more time because yeah. that's really it's a, <laughs> it's a really I love giving clues. It's because when you're giving clues, you can't. It's one of those ones where you can't like do make any facial features. You can't give anything away. You can't say anything that might hint at where you were kind of thinking. And the whole time you're sitting there, like, you're going, oh, God, it's, I mean, they're close. Or, like, there are a few times where you're like, okay, listen to that person. They are, like, right, they're thinking exactly like I'm thinking. Think like them. Stop stop changing their minds. Or there are definitely times where you're just going, oh, God, I completely forgot about this aspect of it. And, yeah, they're, they're right that I'm wrong. <laughs> so I totally screwed up. And there are even a few times where you're just like, they're so close. You're like, I don't know how close they are because you can't see what's behind the shield anymore. You only have like a relative idea because you only looked at it really pretty quickly. And so it's like, I think they might be dead on. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Did they get the four? Did, where'd they go? Is it the four? Is it the three? Uh, and it's just like, oh no, it's the two. I was, oh gosh, I totally thought I was in a different spot. So there's a lot of like, emotions going and a lot of things where it's just like you don't know even when you know what's going to happen which is really lovely and it, it it's <laughs> it's just so zany that i love it yeah it it's it's such a lot of fun i um i as soon as we played this i i'd seen it before i'd done a lot of reading about it but it, once again the description just seemed like so simple and it seemed fun, but it didn't seem like, ah, I don't need this right now. I'll wait till it gets a little cheaper or something like that. And uh, after we played this, though, I was like immediate. I think I bought it that night. <laughs> I was just really excited <laughs> about Zoom. <laughs> I'd had a few beers, so maybe I was a little too excited about everything. But I uh, was very excited about this game and and immediately bought it. So um, I want to play it with more people. I just feel like this game is has amazing scalabilities as opposed to a lot of party games where, yeah, technically they can scale. Or a lot of roll and rights we talk about and joke about all the time. Yeah, technically you can play 100 people at a time, but who wants to coordinate that? <laughs> and also, you know, the realism of that is not there. Um, Zoom, or Zoom, um, Wavelength feels like it, it scales, it could scale just perfectly all the way up and down that structure uh, or that uh, limit of 12 people. Um, I thought it was great at four. I think it's it's a, it's a great small group a game, and I could just see it getting better or more just 
zanier, I guess, is probably because it's going to get a little more chaotic or there's going to be more opinions out there as it gets to higher player counts. What's the highest player count you have uh, played this at? I, th- I think that that nine or ten player game that I that oh, I played nice. was probably the highest player count. It's it's really good at those high because it's it's really nice to have those discussions and sometimes they turn into more debates than discussions uh, about what what the heck it means. And so you're like there there can be arguments of like no why, why would you include th- this person the person that gave the clue would never think to do that or you know like uh, I think there was one time where we had it was like really expensive to least expensive and the clue was like the International Space Station and it's just like well that's a lot of money so that should be way over here and they're like yeah but I'm pretty sure like a planet would cost I'm like who would buy a planet and it's just like no why no one's going to buy a planet <laughs> and those just stupid it's it's like the discussions of who would win in a fight Superman or Batman it's just like right. it doesn't matter but it's yeah. so cool to have this argument <laughs> yeah that's exactly it the, the argument of the impossible is just that's <laughs> so fun. Oh man, that's great. I I that I kind of forgot about that. I wanted to mention that earlier is the clues I think are just so well thought out. They are they lead to a lot of discussion and leave a lot uh, enough ambiguity. Uh, different clues I guess leave more ambiguity than the others, but leave enough ambiguity that you can really do have these amazing debates <laughs> between these two black and white clues. <laughs> and they do get insane. They get crazy, or in my case, they get very yeah. obscure. <laughs> there, I was watching one playthrough. This is like right when I purchased it, but I was waiting for it to show up, so I was watching a few playthroughs of it. And one of them was normal greeting to weird greeting, and the person just said, "Hi." And so, like, a lot of discussion was like, for them, that is a weird greeting. Like, that was kind of creepy. The way she kind of looked at me when she did that, that's totally. And it's just like, I just said hi. (laughs) Right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and that's the best part because you have to read the clue giver as well. And so it's this other layer. (laughs) It just adds so much fun to it. Oh, I like this game is so good. I I was pretty impressed with a simple structure. Um, taken to and uh, really, I don't know, like I said, honed down into a very pure form of this simple structure. And uh, kudos to the designers for this one. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about taking it out though. Uh, we you probably can take the <laughs> conversation we've had just now as a clue, but this score is extremely high and taking out and mainly be or mostly because of the vibe and the interactivity. And this is a game. I uh, did play with a beer in my hand, but I could see playing in a uh, social outing setting and uh, just any any out and about setting or even at home. It's still fun, but um, just it feels like a perfect like uh, game night game with a bunch of friends out maybe at a brewery or something like that. Uh, let's talk about the physicality of taking it out as well, because that also bodes well. So Alex mentioned that you kind of use the bottom of the box for the uh, housing of the frame for storing or uh, kind of the wheel and the cards are displayed there. Uh, But that is pretty much it. That is all that's going to be on the table is this box, excuse me, with um, everything in it. So you think of a standard size game box um, and uh, you're going to flip everything over, put everything in its place, and then that can be placed on the table where it can be seen by everyone. I think this does pass the pizza test, too, because this isn't a game 
um, that it has a view around 360 degrees of the table. So the box, you're not going to be putting in the middle of the table. You're going to put it at the head of the table. So everyone down the line can look at the box. Um, so that lends itself well because it kind of leaves the center of the table fully open. This is just sort of pushed to the edge where everyone can see it. So honestly, <laughs> of all the games we've talked about so far, I think this is the first one that has that structure. A couple of other you can kind of set to the side a bit, but this is you know designed to not be in the middle uh, of a of a peer, people sitting around a table. Um, and uh, anyway, you're just going to be tracking everything from there, spinning the wheel, and everything is off that one box area. So I can't think of a better game really <laughs> than it, that we've talked about. And there's, we've talked about some good ones. I think this hits pretty yeah. much all the marks for a takeout game. If uh, yeah, it really does. Yeah, and it's it's the perfect game to like have a discussion, talk over because you're already talking, and it it actually it instigates things to 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 talk about. Um, I mean the the last game we played, I haven't laughed as hard as we did in <laughs> in the last game. Uh, just yeah. a discussion over the ter- meaning of overflowing just sent me. <laughs> absolutely off the rails and oh man my cheeks hurt i was crying oh God. it yeah it if was you have a friend glorious. who you love to watch lose their mind in frustration which alex is that friend <laughs> this is a great game and if you're also uh, give very obscure cues like me then uh you are a duo doomed to some uh, clarifying discussions <laughs> But they are hilarious, especially when you realize the point that you're arguing. Why do I care so much about overflowing? <laughs> I don't know, but I do, and I'm right. <laughs> yes. It's, uh, yeah, anyway, that's <laughs> oh, that's such a fond memories with this game is what you're going to have. Uh, and so, anyway, that kind of lends, I think that's sort of what it feels like. What I mentioned about it just feels like a, a social game or taking out game over a couple drinks. It just kind of feels like a party, sort of develops into a party, uh, like, like you said, a good icebreaker or um, opener up, loosener up of people. But it kind of feels like a party conversation you'd have <laughs> without uh, lots of alcohol. Um, you sound crazy already with this game. Uh, okay, let's see. Who would like? Who wouldn't like this? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. I, if you're if you're definitely someone who's just not into party games, or if you are someone who really, really just doesn't feel comfortable engaging um, in a group setting like these social games, fair enough. This probably like most social games or all social game or all uh, party style games that have a lot of social interactivity is going to be a hard one for you. So that's. That being said, I think that this does a really good job, though, of being accessible to people who are more maybe introverted or just are cautious around groups. Um, And that that is pretty much done because there's no the team effort is all it's kind of an arbitrary system. It's it's all about opinions. And the, the idea of the game is not there's not a right or wrong answer. You're trying to figure out what that is. And so it benefits from all different types of voices. And as a team game, you don't have to be constantly contributing. You, you know what I mean? You can you can sort of sit back and, and put your points in here and there as needed. But anyway, outside of that, I think this applies to everyone. Anyone who's a gamer, even ones that stray away from party games, this is a very well-designed game and is a great example of a simple design done perfectly. Uh, I think most people would get a kick out of this one. Can you think of any ups or downs yeah. that would be a con or a pro? I mean- I'm pretty sure you hit most of it. Yeah. Uh, if it, it's, it's just a really, 
a classically well done party game and uh, there's if if just the the sound of hearing the word party game is throwing you off don't don't bother but there's something wrong with you if you can't bother <laughs> like even trying a party game seriously what what is wrong with you <laughs> i like this new rating system of uh, potential gamer <laughs> styles <laughs> you're <Yes>. wrong sir <laughs> get out of your own butt and play this game is basically what we're saying uh, and I second that. <laughs> I agree. I agree with you. I think this is just going to be uh, a fun game to play. I can't imagine a gamer that won't like it, really. And um, I just like I, I just like watching people play this game, too, just because it's just, I don't know. It's a show. It's a show <laughs> to be part of and to watch. Uh, would your yeah. mom like it? Now, I think your mom would like this game. I don't – I was – I'm not sure, though. There's something holding me back to a degree to be wholeheartedly, this is definitely your mom's game. Even though I kind of feel like I could see your mom getting a lot, a big kick out of this. Um, so, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that. I, I feel like I would love to play this with your mom, and I think your mom would like this game. Solid like for me. What do you think? I I think my mom would enjoy this game, and I think my mom playing it with my dad would enjoy <laughs> it even more. Uh, yeah. I know... From experience playing like Balderdash, well, I've never actually played with my parents, but I've been around enough parties where they've been playing Balderdash, and there's nothing my mom loves more than hearing my dad being a salesman about like, because this is a game where you can just pitch in and be like, you can be on the other team and be like, oh, well, you were not thinking about this. Oh, but but what about this? What about, consider this, and just trying to throw off, and my dad would be on that he would be trying to throw off the other team or just like you know skirt it so that like the needle maybe maybe he can move the needle a little bit to the left to give him a bit more room on the left right and so my mom is just she loves watching my dad do this just insane stupid things like that and my mom would just get a huge kick out of it. i think she would love this game yeah. Nice, especially with the the group dynamic a lot of talking going on and a lot of people throwing in just insane opinions that just it it just it it boggles the mind of what people will things will that will come out of your mouth like there's times where i'm like did i just say that that makes no sense but i will stand by that fact (laughs) (laughs) i will fight it to the death (laughs) i'll defend this point to my death Um, yeah. All right. Nice. I would like, when we, if we're ever in Wisconsin altogether, we should definitely play this game with your parents <laughs> if we yes. can, or when they're visiting you and we happen to be in Portland, um, we can, uh, definitely get this one. Done. Yeah. I'd love to play this with your parents. I think they would be great at it. I didn't even think about your dad, your dad. Yeah. I could totally see your dad with the selling this game hard <laughs> against the other team <laughs> in like that sort of <laughs> easygoing salesman way. Like, Oh, I don't know. That's a good choice. But have you thought about these variables? <laughs> I don't want to get on, I don't want to step on any toes, but I think uh, you know, this is a... <laughs> Anyway, um so success all around. Wavelength, amazingly well done game. It is very affordable for the amount of money or the amount of playtime I think you're gonna get out of this game. Um a smartly designed box. Uh, both its components, its storage, and the art of the box is just great. I love the art of this box. They did just a cool design. It's uh, it's just graphically very striking. So, yeah, I, it's I a little bit trippy, but it's it's cool. Yes, 
It is a little trippy, yeah. <laughs> but I, it just uh, it, I love it. It t- ties with the wavelength theme very, or the limited theme that there is, but the idea of wavelength very well. Uh, all right, I can't think of any real marks against this one. I think this is a full-on recommend for us. And let's see, what am I missing? Am I missing something? What? I think we're good. Forget to talk about. Yeah, I think we are good. Uh, all right, everybody. I have no uh, <laughs> no phrases or sayings today. I am still working on it, and I will get back to you soon. Thank you all for listening. You can get a hold of us, of course, in a couple different ways at Twitter and Instagram at Chits and Chat. You can also find us on our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. Scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment section or our comment form. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And thank you all again. And until next episode, we will catch you on the next episode. That doesn't make any sense, but there you have it. <laughs> got you. I got you. <laughs> I knew we'd trip up one day. <laughs> Bye.